0: welcome to on texas football i'm bobby burton your host your host uh today i'm joined by eric naline publisher of inside texas uh this is our weekly state of the program uh episode uh i hope you enjoy these uh please click subscribe on the lower right-hand button if you get a chance, uh, if you enjoy these videos, that way they'll pop up on your screen when they do come available. Also, please consider a subscription to InsideTexas.com. That's where Eric and I and Jerry Hamilton, uh, Joe Cook, Ian Boyd, Paul Wadlington, Justin Wells, uh, all hang out each day and every day. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Today, we're going to cover three topics, just give everybody a a heads up. First is uh, portal needs and where Texas is at in the, the pursuit of that. Uh, then we're going to touch on an article uh, that I did uh, on Sunday, talking about geography of recruiting and where Texas hit this year compared to some of their uh, their competitors. And then also talk about 2023s and maybe four or five key guys that that Eric is looking for to to kind of be the uh, shaping the class type of, type of players. Eric, welcome in, Bud.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Bobby. Merry Christmas, man. Hey, same to you. I think we both have a little bit of a holiday hangover here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> it's
0: all good. It's all good. So talking about portal needs with the Longhorns, um, two of them have been f- filled, you know, theoretically. Quarterback, obviously, with Quinn Ewers. Ryan Watts, does he fill it up at, at uh, defensive back or do you think they might go for a true safety or, or, or what's what's the thought process there?
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think they really had intentions of going in to, to get a corner, but but Watts came available and, and he was just too good to pass up. So now it does occupy a number uh, that they might need to to put towards safety. I think they want to finish out high school recruiting as best they can, and then if they don't land a guy like Jacoby Matthews, you know they're they're sticking the, with that fight. Uh, then they'll probably look at at taking a, a safety out of the portal. Christian Gonzalez, very talented uh, Colorado player from Dallas, uh, entered the portal, uh, but I don't think Texas is going gonna pursue there. Uh, just because they want to finish out with uh, high school safety if they can get a good one like Matthews. And then um, if not, then maybe they'll look at the portal. But safety is a bigger issue than corner, uh, but Watts is too good to pass up. And, you know, you can always uh, you can always move DBs around. A lot of guys, uh, a lot of UT's best DBs of all time played multiple positions in their time at Texas.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Christian Gonzalez plays corner at, at Colorado and could easily move to safety. Watts played both at Ohio State, but uh, came to Texas recruited as a corner um so that that's that what other let's let's stay on off let's go back to offense i mean um outside of quarterback what other position on offense do you really expect texas to take a long look at it in the in the portal
1: well they've got to get a wide receiver that's uh without a doubt it's probably the biggest roster need on the uh on the entire program <clears throat> a wide receiver that could come in immediately and, and make plays in the, in the first game you know Getting a high school guy is great, but uh, you know they require a little more development. Getting a college player that could come in, learn the playbook fast, uh, knows his expectations, and uh, can hit the ground running is what they really need. They've got to they've got to find somebody that can take the pressure off, not only the new quarterback whoever that is, uh, if it's Ewers or Hudson Card, um, but also Xavier Worthy needs to need some help. And then obviously all that pressure will take a uh, take pressure off the the running game as well. So that's yeah. what, that's that's first and foremost.
0: Yeah, and then you look at a guy like uh, Jordan Whittington, who's been productive when healthy. You know, right. it's, it's not just one, one piece of that, it's a multifaceted. And then guys like Kelvonte Dixon, who haven't necessarily stepped up the way you were hoping they would uh, when the opportunity presented itself. Any particular names, you, you know, that I know we've heard a couple, any particular names right now that are in the portal uh, or out of, are not in the portal yet that, that Inside Texas is tracking?
1: Every, uh, every talented wide receiver that goes in the portal, we, uh, we reach out to them to see if they've, they've heard from Texas, and, and uh, most of them haven't. Um, and so that tells you that I think they're waiting to see what shakes out uh, after the playoffs when the portal really really lights up. You know, this, uh, wide receivers are pretty common. I know it doesn't look like it when you look at the Texas roster, but it's not the hardest position to find. So I, don't, I just don't think they want to – they don't want to jump the gun early on a, on a guy that's good when a, a potential great player might emerge uh, in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of them that we I know we talked about was uh, I think his name's Jacob Cowens out at UTEP, right? right um, yeah. What, what did the Longhorns pursue there, or are they just monitoring, or what's going on?
1: Uh, at last check, Justin had a post on him the other day, uh, and he hadn't heard from UT yet. And that that's the kind of guy that we're talking about. If they're not <clears throat> if they're not uh, pursuing a talent like him who would obviously upgrade immediately, uh, then they've they've got bigger plans. It, it would seem. You know, I'm just putting two and two together there.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. So, wonder who that could be, or if if there is somebody, or if they're just going to ride with what they got, or or there's wow, still somebody.
1: They'll, they'll add somebody. They'll add somebody for sure.
0: Got it. All right. What about uh, what about the two other spots on all? Or no, no need for a running back at this point, right? right. Um, I think we all agree there. But what about tight end and offensive line?
1: You know, with Jared Wiley going out uh, into the portal, I could see them trying to, to even that number back up and, and get another uh, tight end. I, I, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the bigger need would seemingly be um, would be a blocking tight end, but, you know, I think they're, they're probably in a position where they can just take the best player available. You know, not necessarily. If, if a talented tight end like a, like a Ryan Watts-level talent went into the, the portal, I think it, they'd definitely try to make a push there.
0: Gotcha. The, the question there I have... Um, I noticed you didn't say offensive line, and Texas has six um, or six uh, high school offensive linemen committed, still going after Devon Campbell. Not sure what Ernest Green did uh, yet, although we think that's Georgia. Um, that means Texas, unless they just find a surefire starter on the offensive line in the portal, probably going to try to hit, just go with the seven high schoolers in addition yeah. to the four returning starters they have.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to try to ride it out with Devon Campbell. Um, and, you know, if, if, if some unicorn went in there, a left tackle, or, you know, the, then uh, that would be too, too much to pass up. But I, I think they're going to stand pat with high schoolers. Um, you know, they, they, they had received some interest uh, from the portal, uh, but, I, you know, they're do not want to rob Peter to pay Paul. You know, they're going to try to, to, to get a talented guy in for the next four years rather than a one-year rental.
0: There was at one time there was a, an offensive lineman that was transferring out of Minnesota. That was thought to be um, uh, going to Texas. We no longer think that's the case, correct?
1: Right, yeah. I don't think they'll get uh, Curtis Dunlap. I think his name is, yeah. I, he visited um, in early, early December. It wasn't widely reported. Uh, but te- Texas was focusing more on finishing out with high school kids. Like I said, you know, you don't want to take a one-year rental uh, at the expense of a really uh, talented four-year player. Uh, and, and that's what they, they landed, a really good offensive line class. And that, you know, I agree with that, that strategy. Gotcha. got you. Okay.
0: All right. So on to defense, you know, lack of pass rush last year, you and I talked about it. Everybody talked about it. Um, linebacker, they took several in the portal last year. Two of them started, uh, with, uh, Ovi and, uh, Ogufu and, uh, Ray, Ray Thornton. Although you could say one of them may be more realistically a defensive end still, um, you know, Texas lacking at, at linebacker right now, uh, Pro Football Focus ranked the linebackers in the Big 12, and you can agree with their rankings or not, uh, but the two lowest ranked linebackers in the, in, the, in the Big 12 were Luke Brockermeyer and DeMarvian Overshow. Um, and so that, that you can disagree with it, but that's, that's what what happened. So does Texas go in, into the portal for a pass rusher and or a linebacker?
1: Well, pass rush is going to be, like I said, a unicorn, too. Um, you know, it's trying to – any of those edge players, are going to be really difficult to find. There's just a, It's just a supply and demand thing. Um, yeah, I think they'll – I think they'll will take an off-the-ball linebacker. To me, that's probably the, as big a need as wide receiver. You know, DeMarvin Overshown has not always been healthy. Uh, you know, he needs to have a good spring. And, and you know, the talent is there. But, you know, that, that's a position where you, you, you play it with your head as much as your athleticism. Um, and, and that requires reps um and brockermeyer of course he got hurt last practice of the season pretty much uh and that's going to cost him spring so that, they have a lot of questions going in i do think they have some talent uh in Jalen ford and and uh Bend is a talented guy as well um you know losing uh, losing terrence cooks hurts too you know that was uh, was one of the more talented guys in that class and for him to leave i think he's going to tcu or something uh, <clears throat> that's a, that's a bit of a blow so i think they should try to find some f uh, some upwardly mobile fcs guy that uh, just knows how to tackle <laughs> you know? yeah
0: yeah no i i get it i think uh, somebody had mentioned that I mean, and the thing about the portal and you know this um guys hop in there that are ultra productive from from lower level schools and so um there's a i think there's a an all mac linebacker at miami of ohio for example I mean, those guys could be good enough to fill that, that, you know, that box role that Texas needs um, uh, to be more, I don't know what the right word is, but more sound fundamentally, I guess is the best way I want to put it. Um, So in the portal, really, you're looking at no defensive lineman unless you just think there's a a great player out there and or Texas loses an additional player.
1: Yeah. I don't think they'll just because there probably won't be a guy that's, that's worth a, Taking and uh, you know shaking up uh, the apple cart. I think uh, you know if they found a good edge player, then you could move Alfred Collins inside. Then you, you know you get you know more bang for your buck. So maybe maybe they would, but those those good edge players are hard to find in the pool. It's, they're just not very common. Gotcha. All
0: right. If I'm if i counting it right, then QB um, and DB already in. That's two. You're saying wide receiver at least one. Right. Um, tight end maybe. Probably two more and then possibly an off the ball linebacker for a total of five portal players, two of which have already been, been uh, announced, so to speak.
1: Yeah. They might actually take a couple more guys if if they have room for it, but yeah, those are the the needs that they have to meet wide receiver and and off the ball uh, linebacker uh, after meeting the the need at quarterback and not, not really a need at corner, but man, you know, if you can add Ryan Watts, it it makes your whole defense better. Gotcha. Um, Tell,
0: you know, Let's, let's step forward here a little bit. One of the things you and I um, had discussed earlier or last week before Christmas, you and I had started talking about the geography of recruiting on a text thread, and, and I laid out the numbers. Um, Texas has signed, I believe, 11 players – no, nine players from the Metroplex and only three from Houston, four from Central Texas, um, and then four from the West Coast, I believe, and three from the Deep
1: South. No purchase necessary. VGW group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
0: But really pertaining to just the Houston versus Dallas mentality there, uh, of those nine players, they were all high school. So if you add in both Quinn Ewers and, uh, Ryan Watts, both of whom are from the DFW area that actually makes it 11 DFW players to three for Houston. Um, the Aggies on the other hand, uh, Texas is chief competition in the state, typically for blue chip players. Um, the Aggie signed nine, or excuse me, ten from Houston, and three from DFW. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while you never want to take uh, a single uh, data point and say, "Hey, this needs to be fixed," uh, because it could be a, a number of different reasons for things to, to happen that way, is that is that an issue in your opinion for Texas as it looks uh, to toward whoever they're going to hire receivers coach and or how they deploy? A guy like Tashard Choice as the running back's coach and where he's going to recruit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it is difficult to figure out what's noise and what signal when you look at it just one year. But I, I think you're right. You know, if you've got this uh, wild card ace to uh, Tashard Choice, where do you want to unleash him? I think the logical place would be Houston, especially since uh, even though you couldn't really tell that was uh, Stan Drayton's uh, territory anyways. You know, Stan had uh, North Houston, Klein, Aldine area. Uh, so I mean, it just makes logical sense to put put choice in there, but you don't want to just give him part of Houston. You want to just like like we told and like what you reported. You know, that's a guy that you have to slow down on the trail. They they need guys like that, and uh, I think Houston is perfect perfect uh, landing place for him. Uh, but also, he'll you know you probably have him recruit nationally and uh, put him in Florida as well. You want to keep those ties that they still that he still has from from uh, coaching at Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah, and he's he I mean played his high school ball in, in Georgia too. Um, this is one of the interesting things we talked about. So the Aggies took, I believe it was seven kids from the deep South. <clears throat> Texas took three, obviously the impact of the sec having some, some say there for the, for a Is that something that you look and say, Hey, Texas may be taking more from the deep South as we, as we go forward. Uh, and, and the, the sec is, is getting
1: closer and closer. Yeah. W- when you, uh, when you talk about what, areas produce, uh, what type of players, you know, the deep South is a great place to go for the the defensive linemen. And then, you know, Bo Davis has those ties. And, and I think, uh, what do we get? Two or three, uh, um, three. three defensive linemen from the deep South. Right. So that was all Bo Davis doing. And that's, I think that's kind of just going where the resources are like, Hey, <clears throat> where are the big body defenders? Uh, they look like Sunday players when they're juniors in college, you know, they, t- they tend to come from the deep South. So I think Bo Davis was very wise, uh, to, to, to make that, you know, that was a, clearly a strategical choice to go to the deep south and get some full grown. I mean, Justice Finkley already looks like a grown man. Jay Montap is going to be a grown man. Um, uh, Bryant, Aaron Bryant is 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 a big old kid that can move. So I think that was smart. You know, maybe there's there's probably more ways to be strategic about where you go. Uh, you know, like you know, Langy they kind of have him working the phones in Utah, and then you know, obviously Sarkeesian likes to head west for skill players. So I think they're onto something. But you know, if, as a as UT uh, makes the move to the SEC, I think it'll help help uh, recruit those kids even more.
0: I got it. Um, you know, you look at it, and you know Texas also has a open wide receiver spot right now. Um, do, do they deploy that in Dallas? Do they deploy that place? Is that a guy that needs national recruiting connections? Yeah, uh, does it need to be an elite yeah. recruiter? What What are yeah. your What are your thoughts on that?
1: Probably a year late to, to put them in Dallas, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, you don't have to, actually Dallas would be a good spot if you're looking at uh, where the wide receivers are in that class. Jontae Cook is a huge priority. Ashton Cozart's a priority. Uh, two guys from Dallas right there. Uh, so that, that would make a lot of sense. But, you know, I think the overall takeaway is that Sarkeesian is trying to get younger and more energetic with these hires. Uh, and if they go with Brennan Marion, as, you know, as, has sort of been discussed I think that, you know, he's probably trying to maybe not string Texas along in a bad way, but he's 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 weighing all his options. Uh, he might be able to be a coordinator. So but I think if they get a guy like Marion, um, who would be uh, sort of a wide receiver version of uh, choice to some degree, then, then, you know, Dallas would be a good place to, to put him. But, you know, they need to get a recruiter. I mean, that Andre Coleman was, you know, one of the poorest recruiters I've seen at Texas uh, in a short time. Um, and, and so they have to make up for it. That's why they're in this need to, to get a player out of the portal why that need is so desperate. So yeah, I get an energetic guy and uh, l- let them loose and but put them where the talent is. I don't necessarily believe in a regional, uh, you know, sticking a guy in, in one little silo of Houston and, and letting them go, you know, let them, you know, they should have much larger territory. Yeah.
0: I was, was going to say, you look at it and you have Petaway down in Houston, you have niblet down in Houston. There, there's yeah. receivers down there too, that Texas is, has offered. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I find it interesting to, uh, that I agree with you on this idea that when when I was first started covering recruiting, um, it was strictly a uh, regional deal. Like coaches were assigned, individual assistant coaches were assigned a, an area of the state or an area of the country, and it was their job, no matter what position, to bring players in from that uh, that that part of the country. It has morphed so much now in part i think because of the staff behind the scenes yep. uh, being able to cross check um before Social media,
1: huddle, huddle all play a part in it you know it's uh, it's easier to do your homework on it it's easier to communicate and uh connect with kids uh, you don't have to go by their school you know three times a month uh and also you know i think uh, we you know the covid uh the covid year recruiting is still just now getting back to normal you know these coaches haven't been able to been on be on the road all that much so there's a there's a little slack there where uh, these guys need to get back on it and really cement those relationships in person but yeah you don't want to just send you know your best recruiter to go work 10 schools
0: yeah it's very interesting because the other thing that's happened in the last two decades really um as it's morphed is that they're the regional schools and even the national schools are trying to get kids on campus more yeah. um, for unofficial visits whereas before i mean it that was very very rare and and now it's uh, it's commonplace all right Talking about 2023s, and this is a good segue, Uh, Hudson wrote an an article late Christmas night for for, uh, the day after, and he was talking about some 2023s that he thought could help shape the the 2023 class for the University of Texas. While we haven't gone really, really deep yet on 2023s, we've already started covering them, who are your handful of guys that you think are, are ones that we need to be on the lookout for of guys that could really help shape this Texas club.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, I found myself nodding in agreement at his list. So I'm, I'm, I pretty much agree with how he had it. And I think that, you know, the, the place you start is with Arch Manning, obviously. I think that's, that's not, not a surprise. And it, having anybody else there would be a pretty contrarian take. Um, so he's, you know, he, he's going to be the guy that can help you lead the class. And that's, you know, that's typical of all quarterbacks. Uh, but, but then you have one with his uh, name recognition um you know that's going to help they're really trying to put together what would you would call the uh, the triplets the old cowboy fans will remember you know Aikman and, and Smith and, and Irvin and they're trying to do that with uh, Manning and um, John T. Cook and, and Ruben Owens and I think it has a really good chance to work uh, once you get those three guys in um if they can pull that off then the the you know the, then your biggest advocates are in your class and that's how you always want it when uh, when classes have have languished in the past it's when they have had really poor uh leadership within them not not poor like they're you know not just weren't very outgoing kids i remember when you know jake majors and logan parr and hudson card were trying to recruit guys and they just don't really have those types of personalities you see you saw how much easier it was when you got uh, justice Finkley and Derek brown on the case this year you know you're able to to spark those conversations and and have those players do the recruiting for you uh, to a large degree so uh if they get those triplets that we're calling them um Owens, Manning, and Cook. I think the class is going to pretty much recruit itself. It's going to be, you know, at least until the, the the season does the talking for them.
0: So th- those are three. And you mentioned Owens; he's the running back. I mean, just some people that that aren't uber recruiting fans out of the gate. Manning is from New Orleans. And the The son of Cooper Manning, nephew of both Eli and um, uh, right. uh, Eli and Peyton, and uh, grandson of Archie. Uh, then you have Ruben Owens, record-setting running back out of El Campo. At one point, was committed to Texas, uh, but the, then backed off. Uh, still likes the Longhorns, but he's visited a lot of schools. And then Jonte Cook, a wide receiver from Desoto. Any guy, any other guys you're, you're really looking at, two or three that that people can keep their um, name or keep their finger on the pulse, kind of what they're doing.
1: Yeah, if you're only going to follow, you know, five or six recruitments, Anthony Hill Jr. would be one of them at Denton Ryan. He's uh, visited Texas quite a few times. Um, you know, I don't know that he's got a, a, a clear leader, but Texas is, is right there in that conversation. <clears throat> I always look at the talent, but also what are the needs, and the needs are usually, you know, sort of defined by what, what you got in the previous class, and an off-the-ball linebacker would still be a, a remaining need. Uh, you know, that, that kind of increases the value of Jonte Cook as well, uh, just because it wasn't adequately addressed in the previous class. Uh, H- Javier Toviano is uh, one of my favorite players in the state. Uh, he's at Arlington Martin. Texas
0: how,
1: do you, a, how do you say his first name again? I think it's Javier, but I, it might be Javian. I, I don't know. I, I, I need to ask Coach Wager uh, on that one. But um, you know, Texas Texas had a pretty comfortable lead on him at one point and then fell by the wayside uh, to OU. OU took a, a pretty good lead. Uh, and I think right now, you know, Texas has to find a way to get back in it. It might be difficult with a defensive head coach at, at OU now. It might be more appealing, even more appealing for him to play uh, for Venables than than Riley. But, uh, that's one where you want to see Texas make a, a, a rebound on and, and, and try to get back in that conversation because, you know, I, I think it's uh, pretty clear he's one of the top five players in the state. So I, will, I would watch Hill Jr. and uh, Toviano at Arlington Martin.
0: And that's interesting. that Texas did so well at, in Arlington this year uh, and, and even better if they can land Devon Campbell. Um, and uh, Jameel Johnson's already in a 2023 that is committed. He's from Arlington, Seguin. Uh, so that's a, that's an interesting area for Texas and recruiting. All right, Eric, Merry Christmas again. Anything you want to add before we get going here with this state of the program?
1: No, I think that's it. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good script. You had us on there, Bobby. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm uh- Okay, I'm a little under, I'm a little under the weather and, and pretty tired, but you know we're uh, I know we're we're low energy today. And I'm gonna have to do some pop rocks next time or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, two couple things to watch for over the next uh, thirty days really is recruiting from a portal perspective that we went over. Also yeah. finishing up the 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 uh, recruiting class from from the high schoolers, um, and then above and beyond that, the two all star games uh, that are coming up here. First one in Orlando, the Under Armour game. The second one in San Antonio. Uh, make sure you check out the article Jerry Hamilton wrote uh, today about the, the, um, the uh, high school kids that are playing that game that have either ties to Texas and have committed or yep. are, uh, are going to be playing it and have not made a decision. Omari Abor is one of those, as is Devon Campbell. All right, uh, for Eric Naline of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks again for watching